Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas and with me is always Dil Jai Singer. Hello, Ben. I think you went to such high levels that the whole internet froze for me that you went with Fitbit Pod and then it's just like it screeched the whole system. Hey, uh, very fun. We got a guest in yes. again and this is exciting. He is a comedian, writer, actor. Uh, people see him all over the, across the TV, various TV shows popping up here and there. He's a very funny man. I'm so excited to have him on the podcast. Please welcome Mark Humphrey. Oh, Dilbrook and Ben, thank you for having me. This is very exciting. For Well, one thing I wanted to ask you straight at the top. I reckon we've only met once. Yes. But somehow I feel like we're mates. <laughs> I know. That's how I feel as well. I feel like we're always... We're always about three days away from having lunch. I, yeah, I think yeah, we're... yeah. Well, we're like, well, I, I, we've literally been ships in, in in the night at auditions and stuff. Like, yeah, it, we, that's we right. Sort of, exactly. Yes. We, we tend to get tested for similar things. And that's right. You, for, for which commercials? <laughs> yeah, because me and Mark are like so similar features wise. You know? Totally. That's it. Yeah, I think I've seen a call sheet. And yeah. your name is on it. And I go, yeah. oh, is, is Dilruk here? And like, oh, he just left. Oh, come on. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. And um, it's also, it's it kind of in the, in a way I keep, keeps the friendship going is that neither of us end up booking. We don't gigs. get those gigs. That's it. So that's how so there's still, no resentment to each that's other. That's how we're still close friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we met, yes, we met at the Logies and I was thrilled. Yeah. I was very excited because you were nominated for best newcomer and uh, or best new talent. We what were you nominated for? I was I was best uh, best uh, you know attendee I think and um, uh, I <laughs> but had you were about night. to uh, do the TV show uh, with the hundred what was it called? Um, yeah yes yes I was I just been cast as uh, the host of a quiz show called Pointless and so that's Pointless yes and and I'll yeah. never forget this one one of the so give us the format of the show by the way so. Uh, oh, because yes. as I'm leading to a punchline, but I need to get the set up first. <laughs> okay, so it was sort of like the anti-family feud in the sense that all the questions, a uh, hundred people would be surveyed, but you're always looking for the most obscure answer rather than uh -huh. the most obvious one. So it'd be something like name an Owen Wilson movie. So if you said Zoolander, well, you know, forty-eight yes. people out of a hundred would have said that. So that's not a great answer. But if you said behind enemy lines, right? Well, maybe, maybe, maybe that was a pointless answer. Maybe no one out of the hundred people uh, uh -huh. would have got that. So that's you know that's the best way to, to play. And Ben, wouldn't you know it? One of uh, in one of Mark's uh, shows, uh, one of the questions was who was the 2018 recipient of the Best New Talent uh, uh, Logie <laughs> Award? And of course it was me, but was a pointless answer. Literally <laughs> none of the survey had got it. <laughs> I, I seem to remember standing there and, and quietly fuming because I was, you know, obviously a huge fan of yours. And, and, you know, and I think it's so amazing that you got yours presented by Bert Newton. Like I know. What? Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it, was a, it was a pretty cool evening. Now, look. What's he up to now? He's, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's down. <laughs> Not that up. Uh, he is the new member, RIP. Uh, ben and Mark, have you guys crossed parts in the TV world? Um, I feel we. I feel like we have, uh, Mark. I think we have. Uh, I think. Have you been on Speaks and Specs? <laughs> No, I've not. I've not been on Spix and Spix. Because Ben uh, does a lot of warm up. Ben does a lot of warm up work, and um, you know, so it's it's almost ben, like he like knows everyone in the scene because of so that. yeah. So usually, pretty much anything comes out of Melbourne on a panel show. I I warm up the crowd for, and then uh, and then uh, and then occasionally I'll go to Sydney, but um, but uh, my friend does that a lot of this. So if you've been on a panel show in Melbourne, then I've probably met you. 
Have you done a, pro a project? Do you ever do the project? Is that yes, a thing? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I used to do the project a, a, a fair bit. Uh, but, you know, is it Mark Humphreys or is it uh, – who, who do you get confused with a lot? Well, it could be – I could be Sammy J. I could be Dr. Uh, Chris Brown. I could be oh, Eric Trump. I was going to – I was going to – Eric Trump. No, you, you get – you got confused. Someone thought you were someone and they weren't on the project. Who was it? Something Tilly. Something. Oh, Tom Tilly. Uh, Tom, oh, Tilly. Tilly. Tom Tilly. Yes, yes. Oh, Tom I'll Tilly. take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I had someone um, stop me at a cafe and go, sorry, I, I, are you Bondi vet? And I went, <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry, I'm not. And then they walked away and they said, oh, sorry, I thought you were famous. Like, well, hang on, I, I am famous in my own right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ABC famous. Mark, Mark, you'll 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 enjoy this one. This happened uh, three days ago. We uh, I took my wife and the two kids. We were going to go uh, get some uh, cannoli. This is a great place in Preston, Melbourne, quite famous. So we sit there and we're waiting for our cannoli to get made. And I was sitting there with the two kids. And this woman sat down waiting for coffee and goes, "Oh, excuse me, I just want to let you know I loved you in Letdown." I was like, "What?" <laughs> and I was like, "Actually, I, I think like you know I loved." Offspring, I really liked you in that town. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I thought you were Celia Pacola. And I was like, no, I was like, you're Patrick Brammel. I said, oh, no, 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 I'm I'm, not. And she's like, oh, oh. And then my partner sits down with me and she's like, and she's like, oh, I thought, sorry, I thought your husband was Patrick Brammel. Now, to make my partner feel better, this woman had no filter. To make my partner feel better so it didn't look like she was hitting on me, she goes, yeah, because I thought it was Patrick Brammel. And my first thought was like, fuck, he's aged. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I'm right here. I'm right here. So not like, only she said you aren't famous enough for me to know who you are, but you also are a real Aldi version of someone. Aldi. And then I looked it up. Patrick Brammel, four years older than me. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, it's extraordinary what people say. The oh. I actually this is a, this is something recently where I was at a hotel and uh, a guy came up to me and he said, um, "I'm so sorry to bother you. Um, I'm, I'm sure you've had someone say to say this to you uh, before." And I'm sort of preparing. I'm sort of you know, <laughs> you know, pumping myself up for the compliment. He said, "Just just wanted to let you know that your um, your sweater is inside out." <laughs> <laughs> That, 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 thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, I love that they start over. You must get this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The tag like is hanging out and it's back to front. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. Um, so. Just to, to wrap it up with that, but I, I had one at the, at the Comics Lounge in North Melbourne uh, after the headline spot. I usually stand and take photos with people. And um, it's, you know, it's really fun and nice to chat to people. But this one moment, I felt like such a doofus. Because, uh, you know, where you stand to take photos is very close to the exit. And at the exit, there were literally three vision impaired blind people were walking towards me with, their, with the walking sticks. And I stood back and had my arms reached out like I was about to, like, you know, take a photo with them. And then I realized, why would... A group of blind people <laughs> want, want to photo. take a photo. <laughs> and also the humbling of me lowering my arms back down because I kind of had oh. my arms stretched to kind of put my arms around them. Oh, they were God. just walking past. 
Oh, it's oh, funny God. what people choose to do. So, like, Mark, at the moment, I, I do this whole thing. I'm always curious about what people, like, you know, I'm trying to buy a house and what people have paid for their property in the past. So, you know, you know the question you can't ask, where you're like, how much do you pay for property? And that's the thing sure. I do on stage. And I talk about how much I want to buy a house in the, in the suburb. I want, and then, you know, people are taking photos after the show. And this guy comes up and he goes, yeah, I love the show. I was like, thanks, man. And he goes, I didn't really want a photo. I was like, oh, why? And he goes, I just want to let you know, I've got a three-bedroom townhouse with two <laughs> bathrooms for sale. He goes, we can avoid the real estate agents. Here's uh, my number. We can <laughs> Perfect. That's fantastic. So, Mark, where, you're based in Sydney, New South yes. Wales? Yes. Yes. And is that where you grew up? Yeah, yeah, I, I've lived here all my life, except for one year I lived in France, I lived in Bordeaux when I was oh. 20, 21. What was and what took you to Bordeaux? I, I, was, I mean, I was supposed Love. to be studying, um, and but I was a bit casual about that element of it. It was part of my degree. Uh, and, was it exchange or on exchange? Well, yeah, so it's sort of the, it, I was doing it in international studies and advertising degree, and as part of it, in your fourth year, you just go and study in a, in a university abroad, and um, so I I'd, I'd been learning French and so I ended up yeah in, in Bordeaux and um, but they were pretty relaxed about what you actually studied there and so I ended up um, actually ended up uh, working in a bar and I did some short films and some plays in French and were you yeah, just, were you part of call call my agent before it actually became a series? I was that was me <laughs> that was that was exactly me uh, my dream I, at that time was to be like I don't know if you're aware of this but like Kristen Scott Thomas the actress Kristen Scott Thomas speaks French and so whenever there's a French film where they need an English actor they often cast Kristen Chris oh. Scott Thomas. Yeah. And in my head, I was like, I'm going to be the male Kristen Scott yeah. Thomas. I'm going to be the oh, guy. Oh, I know her. She's in a lot of, yeah, she plays yeah. British people. I just Googled her to try and find. I didn't realize she was British, I assume. Yeah, that's it. So I thought, oh, that could be that could be my niche. That's It's still yet to, you know, come. Yeah, uh, yeah. And is the French <laughs> going strong so far? I still, uh, I, I mean, in my head, it hasn't diminished. Every time I go back to France, it seems to still be there. Um, and I still try and kind of keep it, and, and that sounds weird, I sort of try and still kind of keep it going in my head, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, sort of, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, but after, if as long as I've just had a, a couple of wines, it seems to, it still seems to be there. Yeah. So it, it's just, it's just loosening the time. A couple up. of Bordeaux. Yeah, a couple of Bordeaux, <laughs> exactly. He knows, he knows. Well, yeah. that, that, that's, I mean, you, you'd hate to go to Bordeaux and not be a wine, <laughs> yes. right? It's like it. going to Disney and hating animation. <laughs> hundred <laughs> percent so but i did like i did all my drinking there like so i kind of now i i still have the occasional thing but just like i drank everything what in that year mm. um so i i i just sort of i had to turn it down well this is what a, a favorite spot of ours because uh ben and i have been off the grog uh six and a bit years for me five and a bit for ben so yeah. um wow. that story that you just said is very relatable that you had you know your share mm. um what age were you when you when you went to france so i was 21 oh so that early see we didn't yeah. we didn't come to that awareness that it was too much until we were in our 30s right 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 <laughs> did, you, so, did you sort of slow down straight after that trip yeah or? i mean i think sort of uh one thing is I, I went i went way off beer i haven't had a beer in i can't even remember i just at a certain point i never liked the taste of it it was one of those uh -huh. things where it's just like it felt like just what you were supposed to do yeah and yeah yeah i always hated that i remember actually i remember when i was a teenager 
and when kids started drinking at house parties and things. And I was a real, like, I just had, it held no appeal for me. And people, and it was that annoying peer pressure thing where people would say to you, oh, why aren't you drinking? And thankfully, a friend of mine just said, he just grabbed a VB, you know, put it in my hand and just said, just hold it. Just hold it. Because mm. it just shut people up about it. It was so... You know, as long as you were just holding a beer, people would just leave you alone. I thought he was going to hand you an empty stubby and then just pour a Bordeaux into the stubby. <laughs> Victorian Bordeaux. Yeah, but I think I think there was a day in Bordeaux where I think I'd, I'd, I'd done a wine tour one day and then I had gotten, and then I had a hangover and I was scheduled to do another wine tour the next day. And I was like, I so don't you say think... doing, sorry, doing wine tour, you're obviously a participant or were you running just, the wine? Just as a participant, just yeah, as a yeah. participant. And I was just thinking, I don't think you should be doing <laughs> two, wine tours. two wine tours in, in a weekend. I think that's, yeah, I don't think well, you should be heavy. doing right. a wine tour when you're hungover. I think that's missing the point of it. So I, I got kicked out of the Domaine Chandon um a winery here in, in, in Victoria. What did you do? I think he just fell asleep on the grass. <laughs> like... no, it was like Obelix, Asterix and Obelix. He was just had his head underneath a vat and left the tap on. <laughs> but I, I was also, I was, a, I was a terrible barman as well. Like I, I remember I couldn't do, I mean, I could do the basics, but just like if it came to cocktails, I mean, I remember one time someone ordered something, you know, and, and they were expensive, nine euros or what have you. And, mm. I, I, and I didn't really know the recipe. And I'm, you know, it's a packed bar and I'm trying to work out. It is, I, the information I had didn't even have measurements. So right. I'm just frantic. And it was also one of those ones that's supposed to be on fire and that we didn't have the actual... The Flaming Lamborghini. It was something, yeah, it was something where... And we didn't have the specific uh, spirit that you know was sufficiently flammable so we had to use a replacement so i'm you know i'm sort of flicking the the flame over it trying to get and it's just not light and i'm just sweating and just i'm just so i'm just fucking this thing up and anyway eventually give them this drink and i remember just sort of hiding in the corner of the bar and watching them take their first sip and just seeing the repulsed <laughs> reaction on their face to this be fair, that's what my first three years ridiculous. of stand-up was. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah so right. Because so I, I worked in a cocktail bar and I was really similar. Mark, where I was just like, it, you, the whole point of a cocktail is you, you, you throw the you throw the bottles around and, mm. and you and it's always, you know, you shake, you don't need to shake that hard, but you, you shake that hard <laughs> yep. because that's, you know, is what you're supposed to do. And I remember like I could do a couple, but what's not sexy is when you like you sort of dance up to that. Well, what do you want? Oh, you want a uh, you know a, a mojito, and then you just find yourself just reading the menu <laughs> quite exactly. intently. There's nothing sexy about like you're baking nothing a cake <laughs> completely. And yet, like I've never, I don't think I've ever had that experience in, in reverse. Like I don't think I've, I've I've always enjoyed. I've always been served by professionals, or at least people who are better at hiding it than I was. Mm. But there was no doubt that I was out of my depth and it shouldn't have been there but i think i was hired because i was australian and that was some sort of a novelty to oh have. yeah true yeah. true true and and also you're a tall unit aren't you yes, yes. what are you six six three something like yeah that, so. yeah so there is that charismatic presence when someone's tall and like and also aussie slash french you know the accent would go far in france oh well that was the thing like because they hated americans like they yeah. were so that was a you know because when was it? it was 2007 so it's sort of it's after 
the whole like you know it's like the Iraq War and everything like everything like all the like the George W. Bush presidency Americans yeah. were just really despised in yeah. France maybe they still I don't know what I don't know how they feel about Emily in Paris but, but I think it was across um, Europe yeah <laughs> and, it was yeah right Europe. it was because yeah. I was working in a bar in Amsterdam at the same time and right. it was just Americans we're just not favored at all no yeah, i think right. also americans also just generally speaking just didn't make an effort um and right. so you know when i would speak french i would you know i was conscious i was you know i was speaking french i was speaking it with a, a you know an attempted french accent whereas americans would either not speak the language at all or, yeah exactly that's it or yeah. they just wouldn't adjust the accent um and that's the game you've got to do the accent you've got to i mean gotta try you've got to, i mean does that rule doesn't apply when you're in india i was about to say i that, <laughs> yeah don't <laughs> <laughs> but you want to that's the problem but, okay but okay but for instance I'll, I'll, yeah okay as a person from sri lanka i'll be honest with you it's kind of a compliment like <laughs> someone's making an attempt it's kind of a compliment. I know it's problematic in, in, in over here in Australia because it's traditionally been used to mock and mimic in a in an unfavorable way. Yeah. But like when a white person, a white woman wears a sari in India, it is actually kind of like, oh, you know, how cool you're making an attempt to to wear the garb. Whereas yes. in Australia, if you do that, they're like, oh, that's you know, cultural appropriation. Whereas most Indians would be like, mm, just it's a good outfit. You were yeah, right. It. So, I don't know. Look, I'm not a spokesperson, so but this is how. Oh, I okay. Oh, you know? <laughs> and I love it because Mark and I are just dancing around. You do the talking on this one, Bill. <laughs> no, well, just... if people are just visual, they would have seen my head wobble the entire time. <laughs> but can you can you give me a taste of what a white person in Sri Lanka, if they don't make an effort with the accent, can you can you give me a sense oh, of what that no, would sound like? No, it's fine. Like? I, mean, I was joking because it's like no one expects you to make it. Right. No, 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 I want to hear it. Like but... what what would what would be more interesting is if people made an attempt at the language. You know, if it's uh -huh. like even as simple as how do you say thank you, how do you say hello, like those things go long ways because especially Sri yeah. Lanka is a tourist country. That's where it, uh, it, most of the income come from. In Holland, it's different. So in Holland, I speak Dutch, but it's like, and I speak fluent Dutch, but it doesn't matter. As soon as they hear a slight accent, like even a slight accent, and you are, mm. you speaking it fluently, they'll switch over to English because every Dutch person speaks fluent English. Yep. And that any chance they have to speak English, yes. they will. And so much so that the government is a bit scared because there's all these multinational uh, companies in there where, and I remember hearing it, where you hear two Dutch people in the supermarket talking to each other in English <laughs> and they're just genuinely scared that they're going to lose their, their, their language. That's it. And yeah, sometimes, yeah, they would sense you that same thing in France. They'd sense your accent and they'd go into English and I'd have to go, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate what you're trying to do, but I'm kind of on a journey at the moment. Like I, <laughs> and all I said need, in French. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I'm going say, to say, say, say that, say that phrase in French, please. I'd want to hear what. Oh, going. okay. Uh, bon, uh, j'apprécie ce que vous faites en ce moment, mais, mais uh, pour moi, je, uh, je prends un, un voyage et uh, c'est important pour moi de parler français. Uh, so it'd be something like Waiting that. Waiting for so. the word for, for journey. Yeah, I love that uh, you're uh, on a voyage. Imagine uh, translating uh, that. In the, in, I'm on a health voyage right now. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you with the boost now? You said you so you have a tipple here and there. So is it just the wine, or do you do any of? I I I've got I've I've become a cocktail guy. I've become right. a specific specifically a Negroni guy. So um, why is yeah. Ben laughing? Just no, it's just funny. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that out loud. <laughs> 
so, I'm a cocktail guy now. I'm a, Are you, mate? I'm a cocktail <laughs> guy. Public record. Look, yeah. the thing I get from you, based on the story off the back of the thing, in, you know, when you were younger and high school parties and stuff, is that you tend to not necessarily fall into the trap of, you know, you're kind of comfortable being you. You know, like, is yes. that fair to say? I think that's fair to say. i not wanting to direct you to, to direct, direct your listeners to another podcast, but I went on Please philosophy. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And I, <laughs> the thing that I, often gets quoted to me that I said on that podcast, and it shows how little I know about the world of drugs, is um, I, I had re- I referred to uh, once being offered some uh, tablets and Will was like, "You mean pills?" And yeah. like, I mean, I mean pills. <laughs> so I often have people come up to me randomly and go, "Fancy a tablet?" Um, <laughs> um, you could have so, expected an iPad at that rate. Yeah, exactly. That's it. So I that was the other thing as well. Like drugs were just something that just held no. I was that kid who, when we had lessons at school, like a educational video telling you about the dangers of drugs, I was the kid that's going, "Oh yes," writing it down, making notes. Uh-huh. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so drugs, cigarettes just never held any appeal for me. So I, I've always, yeah, it's my default. Your own kind of way. Those, yeah. those classes back in high school were pretty phenomenal because I remember that you you quite even get an external person in. So it's not a teacher or it's not anyone to talk mm. about drugs. And and I remember, I guess it would be a person like you, Mark, there's a guy called Michael in our class who, you know, if I think about it, he was a straight nice guy, didn't drink. And then uh, they were talking about what's different names for for marijuana. Everyone's like, you know, weed, uh, uh, you know, hash. And then he puts his hand up. He goes, what other words have you heard? He goes, wacky tobacco. <laughs> I remember the yeah, whole I, class just laughing, going, can, of course it came out of Michael's mouth. Totally cast yourself as one of those people, like a Christian who comes in going, hey, kids, you don't do drugs. Jesus is my drug. Uh, we, I, I, I remember a video that was hosted by Magic Johnson. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, he was talking about different ways to get high, like natural highs. Yes. And, uh, and I specifically remember the phrase, some people get high on old people. And I would always thought <laughs> that was such an interesting uh, I mean, selling point. Yeah. I mean, there they are got very high usually. on cheerleaders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, high V, you mean? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh God! Anyway, look, I'm just uh, playing on words. Don't come at me. Uh, I um, yeah. So okay. So in that sense of being able to kind of be comfortable with being you and knowing that you know if something doesn't gel with you then you're not going to go towards it is there anything that you have that comes close to the form of a vice at the moment is it work ethic that is maybe tipping over is it i don't know like uh food what what are your things that you if especially we're starting the year at we're recording this at the start of the year is there things you're looking forward to in 2023 to maybe do less of well i mean so <laughs> I, this is all right i'm going to give you a couple of uh answers that might sound a bit odd but um <laughs> so i just moved place i just moved house and the supermarket near me has a really great chocolate mousse and i can see it's going to be a problem um and put the I house love... on the market put the house on the market <laughs> i love this i love this so i really love chocolate mousse and yeah. so this is it. this is this is a worry it, there's also there's a company called yala uh, yeah. i'm not i'm not asking oh, well. for a sponsorship but no, if, no. you know that said, 
Uh, and they also do uh, a sort of a, a cheesecake with a ginger <laughs> biscuit base. Uh, and since moving to this place, I've been smashing them and I'm really scared. So I need to work out how to just minimize it. In my building, there is a Korean fried chicken place at the oh, bottom of my building. So no, that's, that's exactly, this is going to be an issue. This, um, sounds I have like strong... a, this sounds like a weird three bedroom terrace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, the basement is really going off um, yeah. i i think i have a decent grasp on sugar i love sugar and when i when i give into it i can go like a whole liter of ice cream in the one seat or a ben and jerry's pint like i don't even bother with the like nick cody and i talk about this don't even bother with the freezer that shit just goes yeah. down in one but i still think i have a better hand uh what's it called a handbrake when it comes to sugar than i do with savory fried food like I, if the mm. smell of fried chicken every day yeah it would be fucking exactly. hard exactly so there's this sort of apartment complex i live in there is yes there is a, a korean fried chicken place there is a an ice cream place it's, it's like an asian ice cream place i haven't tried that yet but i'm scared that that's going to become an addiction and i can see there's a new biz business opening that clearly is some sort of a cake shop so i'm in i'm in a lot of trouble um because i've been quite good for the last couple of months i've been running you know three times a week i've been skipping and just you know just doing mm. something just enough to kind of keep myself in order but all my yeah, vices are, are in my building yeah um yeah so how do you process that do you look at this as an opportunity to really test your willpower yeah, and patience i think so and so there is i I'm, i haven't been a gym member for several years but I might have to do that just because exercise for me has always been really just a way to counteract. It's not, a, it's not being so much about self-improvement, but it's rather to justify what I would then eat. If that makes sense. <laughs> right. So, right, right, right. Yeah. So I enjoy going out for a meal and I, I mean, I just, I just came from having some scones. Um, me too. <laughs> did you? Yeah. I love, love the scones. scones. Oh, it, I mean, this is the, it's it's actually quite hard to find good scones. I, I I tweeted a while back just saying, "Oh look, I love scones. Can anyone recommend some good scone places in Sydney?" And Twitter, being Twitter, of course, among the occasional helpful response was the, "Oh, they're not that hard to make." Yeah, but I'm out and about, aren't I? Sometimes <laughs> I'm out and about, and I need a scone. So, yeah. Um, sorry. I've never seen anyone get so rageful about scones. <laughs> well, because it's it's just that Twitter thing. I mean, that's no, the I know. thing. You're, yeah, you're, you know, like it's the Twitter is thus like has been the most wonderful thing for me career wise, and the worst thing for me mental health wise. Um, just but scones. Scones is interesting because say... only because the only reason I say that is I know someone who owns a cafe that does scones, purely scones, mm -hmm. right? Oh, fantastic. And, and I said, it's like, he goes, once you get the scone, he goes, it's true. Everyone can make scones, but it becomes a huge debate of the combination of jam and cream. And he goes, oh, yeah. he spent more time testing jam and creams, putting it together yes. than, than actual the scone itself. The scone because, recipe, yeah. Yeah, so it becomes scone is the base, yes. But then it's like the yeah. whole, you know, cake lay and how much do you put on and then mm -hmm. how much. And, and, the, and the thing is, how thick is your scone? Because yeah. a lot of people go, you cut in half or... Can you cut it in three and have three times the fun? So. <laughs> I um I want to reverse back to the thing you just said about Twitter. Uh, a, you're preaching to the converted because around 2020, I deleted my Twitter. I just went, 
I can't, it genuinely was causing so much mental anguish mm. that I went, it's not worth it. What I mm. stand to gain from it was very little because mm. I wasn't a good tweeter. I didn't have a really good uh, uh, grasp on it. And instead what I was getting was all the, the, the muck of it, right? So it didn't yeah. have that positive. So I'm curious to find out two things. A, um, what were the elements of Twitter that did help you career-wise mm. and how has it impacted your mental health and what do you do to try and, you know, curb that? So it's a two-parter really. Yeah, yeah. So I, when I was making sketches for SBS, I was on a show called The Feed and I was making sort of topical comedy sketches. And as it happened, Twitter just turned out, once I started putting the sketches on Twitter, they just started blowing up. They just, yeah. they just, I was just getting many more followers. They were getting shared widely. It was, I was, it was just really exciting. And, you know, a couple of them went global. And so that was just something that, yeah, if I hadn't posted them there, it just wouldn't, it just wouldn't yeah. have happened. And yeah, then wow. the, the, the big thing was that, um, so in 2016, back when I, I think, and at that point I probably only had, I don't know, couple of thousand followers or something i did i saw this quiz show on the abc this british quiz show called pointless and they were showing the british version and i loved it and mm. i tweeted in 2016 what? oh if they ever make an australian version of pointless i'd love to host it oh wow fast forward two years channel 10 announces that they bought the rights to pointless so i half jokingly quote tweet myself uh -huh. and go Offer still stands at Channel 10, at Endemol Shine AU, you know, the production. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I did my research. And uh, a couple of weeks later, I get a phone call from a producer saying, uh, I'm from Endemol Shine. I've got this tweet here saying that you would want to host an Australian version of Pointless. Are you serious or are you being satirical? And I was like, no, no, I am, I am serious. I love the show. And then we talked about it for a few minutes. He said, well, you want to come in for a, an audition? I went, yeah, of course. And because I knew there was no way I was going to get it because I was just this guy making little two minute sketches on SBS's secondary digital channel. Um, <laughs> I went in, I was so relaxed because uh, it was just like, this would be fun. I just, you know, this will be a story to tell. And I think being that relaxed is what kind of got me the gig in the yeah. end. But, it, but, but the reality is, is it started with a tweet. And so I think I'm incapable of closing my Twitter account because of that one kind of <laughs> It reminds me of experience. the actor who did in Shang-Chi. I can't remember the actor's name, yes. but but he yes. did a similar thing. As soon as yes. Shang-Chi was announced, he said, all right, I'm ready when you are, Marvel. And it's, yeah, sure enough, he was. Exactly right. And I think I was a pioneer for him, is, is, is what he would say, <laughs> if you were to ask him. But I'm a great believer in putting the thing out there. I really believe in if there if there is something you want to do. All right. Um, in, in that inter interest of that, I will start. I will say my, I will tweet that I wish I was a lyric in one of Eminem's songs. There you go. That's all I want. <laughs> okay. That's all I want in life is should... to be referenced by Eminem. <laughs> Ben, what, I, I should tweet to Larry because I've always wanted to host The Price is Right. <laughs> <laughs> there, well, there you go. So you I, go. you know, and so, yeah, that that's, so that's why I've not quit because I, I can see the potential for, I, I know from experience uh, how life-changing it can be. Inversely, on the mental yes. health side of things. How, something how that, bad can it get for you? Is it yeah. is it trolling or is it the 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 it's 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 better now. It's better now. I've I've because now um it's a weird thing to say. You can very quickly tell the you can get you can get the tone of a tweet 
very quickly there's there's a shape to negativity sometimes okay. you, see, you might see a, a a word or a flash of a word and i just i just i don't even once i see once i get that little trigger of like this is not a good engagement yes. this is not right. a good faith tweet i immediately mute that person i'm not oh, a big, beautiful yeah i don't so i don't read through the whole tweet as soon as i see that word it might be something like it might be sometimes it, because of a lot of what I do is political if i see the word left mute i just it's i immediately right. know oh you're annoyed that i poked fun at your such a shame though there was uh, someone giving you directions to how to it get was... the best cons <laughs> so instead <laughs> you take a left at this intersection you're like mute but, yeah but weirdly it's i probably do get more annoyed by the trivial things than the because i think with criticism like if they don't enjoy if someone doesn't enjoy your work that's that's fair like it's 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 you know comedy is completely subjective so if someone doesn't find you funny they are right they do not find uh -huh. you funny and that's and that's fine and you're never going to appeal to everyone but it yeah. is the bad faith arguments and it's the so what like, does bad faith argument mean well bad faith argument in the sense of like either deliberately misconstruing what you've said or yeah. uh using what you've said as a platform or a springboard to rail against something or uh -huh. um so i had a tweet recently which just made me shake my head and just made me lose faith in humanity and it was so trivial I'm so, i feel ridiculous saying it but this is the reality of how it makes me feel um i tweeted you know how, like sometimes people there might be a thing of like oh what's your favorite movie quote and people are mm. you know writing whatever my name is inigo montoya blah, 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 blah. and i was thinking about a quote from a film that was not famous it's not a well-known quote but it's a quote that i love and it's a quote from a robin williams a robin williams movie called man of the year where he plays a comedian who, who ends up running for president and uh, most people haven't seen it and there's a yeah exactly it's not it's not you know in terms of robin williams films it's like not one of the big ones but there's a line in it which i always thought was you know it just it just was the best part of that film which was um it was about the show jag so you remember jag yeah the yeah. airplanes yeah yeah so judge was it judge advocate general thing? anyway so the the line was because at that time jag was the biggest you always hear how like jag was the biggest show in the world it was like the most was watched it? show in the world yeah and so anyway there's a line where robin williams character says um oh you're always hearing about how uh, how Jag is the most watched show in the world. But have you ever had someone come up to you and say, hey, did you see Jag last night? And and I always thought that was such a perfect distillation of um, that kind of, yeah, I don't know, that moment in time of just like something that was so hugely popular that no one talked about. Right. People, okay. people yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. that. People have said that sort of like with Avatar was like, yes, it was the most, you know, highest grossing film, but how many times are you actually having a conversation about Avatar? Right um obviously now we are but yeah <laughs> 13 years or so we haven't anyway the point was what's a quote from a lesser known film that you uh, that resonate you, with that, yeah that resonate with? and I said here's my example and I put that and there was fascinating things of films that some I knew some I didn't and things that, and they were all wonderfully obscure and no one replied you know I'll be back or any of the you know obvious yeah. <laughs> bullshit but there was one tweet which said oh I see uh, a white man quoting a white man uh in a film directed by a white man oh how predictable something like that and i just went <laughs> can't you just have fun for one moment just just play <laughs> along 
or keep scrolling. I just, I just, that sort of thing just makes me oh. shut it down, Elon. Shut it down. Mark, I'm with you though. I know in isolation, it feels like a trivial thing, right? Yeah. But it's, it is, it kind of I does say, represent. But I agree with the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think it is such a, um, it, it annoys me as well. And using the word pointless one more time, it's such a pointless tweet because mm. it doesn't actually do any good for anyone. Yep. I think the majority of people of color that that want more representation and all those things would not agree with that sentiment. Mm. It's just a piece of like, it's, some, it, it's a real reflection on sometimes about where that person's at, where mm. they cannot even stop and go, hey, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. It's yeah. like, it's almost in, disingenuous for you to then try and find a quote from the Mandela film. Something and you can quote it like you, you you please come and join in and throw in your own things that I I don't know about and like it, it was just, it was just such a dis, dis, detraction and it actually you know what I would say that causes harm for the cause because it just makes people oh fucking I don't want to like I don't oh. want to learn anymore because if this yeah. is you know what I mean <laughs> I don't yeah I don't but is it also yeah. is it also then your reaction as well to it Mark so the idea that you know. You're just putting it out. And not to say that you're, you know, dotting your eyes and you're crossing your T's at the one time where you're like, it's like, it's like you weren't supposed to misstep. It wasn't a misstep. It was the quote from your movie, but then they make it look like you've misstepped. Yes. Yes, exactly. And so it's, it's yeah. just not fair. Not that it's not fair, but it's just like, oh, come on. Like I, I'm one of the good guys. I just, I'm trying. I, I just thought this would be a nice thing that we can all participate in. And I think people, I just sometimes wish people would understand, you know what? You don't have to respond to everything. Yeah. You know, it's like sometimes I, something else that I like to do from time to time is I'm someone who's quite, I, I, I enjoy a cry. I actually, I'm, I enjoy mm. watching things that move me. And what, what triggers you to cry? Do you have a go-to? Well, soldiers so, returning I, home and pets losing their shit. That's I it. love, that's one of my go-tos. Look, those, those are absolutely 100%, especially if, yeah, soldiers returning home and surprising their kids. Mm. Um, deaf yeah, people I hearing think, for the first time is mine. Deaf people, oh, that, deaf kids 100%, hearing for the first time. 100%. And I, I think what I really resent more recently is there are now accounts, there are now content makers who stage these fake oh. things. I don't know if you've come across these. Oh, no. And they, they go okay. massively people, viral. People talked about it on real. 31st oh, Night. Right. My friend was saying how she came across one that was so so obviously fake. Oh. The, yeah, and it was just... It just Can you give an gross. example? So it's like it. the partner is sitting behind, it's her birthday, and she doesn't know that her husband has returned from war. And the way it's filmed is so obvious. Yes, like it's, there's no way that, like, it's just the, the acting is terrible. The, 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 like, uh, I, I mean, I, yeah, so there was one I saw, it popped up in my feed even yesterday. And it's a guy wearing a, a military uniform that is clearly from a costume shop. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and it's just that sort of, and so it's it's that that I that really I can't stand that. So anyway, but broadly speaking, you know, authentic stuff like that moves me. And I I, I come across this show that used to be on in, in uh, England called um, Surprise Surprise, and it was on, it was in the eighties and nineties, and it was hosted by the singer Silla Black. And basically, they would do surprises for people, and sometimes there would be very small things like people who always wanted to be in a marching band and all you know we've arranged for you to perform with the blah 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 oh, and yeah. then other times it's 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 actually quite extraordinary where they'll bring someone out from the audience they'll bring them down on the couch 
and it's this whole backstory and the person has no idea why they've been chosen and it's this whole backstory that they had been separated from their family during the second world war they wow. lost they never they lost contact with their siblings they don't know where they are it's been 40 years they haven't seen them or they, they've tried to contact them the show has tracked them down and they brought them and the and here they are here here are your here's your long lost brother and sister you haven't seen for 40 years and out they come and they embrace and it's it's, it's extraordinary and so i've posted i've cut up a couple of these clips that i found and posted them online because I, I find them moving and I, I think a lot of other people do too. But amidst all the lovely reactions of people saying, oh, thank you for posting that. That was very moving. I'm, I'm crying here, blah, blah, blah. Are the sorts of just like, where's the joke? Like, as if like, I can't do anything that isn't, you know, some, <laughs> some fucking takedown of the government. Um, you know, and so, where's the punchline? <laughs> where's the punchline, funny man? So, I um, just like, like, do you not accept that we're all multifaceted and that when we, I just don't accept that idea that, I, that any of us have to be one thing? Yeah, um, yeah, and I, 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 I we're, we're coming, we need to wrap up. Uh, Ben, you've got to run off soon, but uh, the two, we're gonna get a trailer, yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> Kind of fin what I want to finish off, and then I guess it's two things. A, a, I'm curious to know what your um, a movie that made you like proper blubber cry. Uh, mm. uh, most recently for me, it was I rewatched It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas Day. That one yes. set me off at the end. But also, I don't think anything has messed me up as much as Lion did the right. the, mm -hmm. the Dave Patel film. Uh, so Lion, remember Mike the first one you cried at? First movie I cried at. Yeah. I don't know, probably a home video of me dancing, I think. That was just uh, just knowing how uncoordinated I am. Mine was the never-ending story. Oh, yeah, of um, course. When that Falco or whatever the fucking horse dies. The horse, the horse dies Spoilers, by the way. Sorry for anyone yeah. who hasn't seen that. That's terrifying, that shit. I can't even yeah. believe it's in a kid's film. And Turner and Hooch. <laughs> Is there a sad thing in Turner and Hooch? I haven't and seen The dog Turner. dies at the end. Oh, really? Really? Oh, okay. Again, spoiler. <laughs> oh, man, I, can't, I didn't know that happened to Hooch. I just know um, that. Anyway, so oh, that's a shame. Yeah, so that um, was, that, that's, <laughs> that's the first question. But the last other one is, I'm curious to know about uh, other than the muting. Um, you know, uh, how else do you manage to manage maintain your mental health? Because you, obviously you're in a new arena in terms of having more of a public profile now, and and no one trains us for this. No, and I'm curious no. to know how how you've navigated that world. So firstly, and, and start I, with the movies. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I will just quickly I'll say the, the our brains betray us. I'll I'll come back to that in a second. Sure. But the film, uh, Miss, Mr. Holland's Opus, Richard yeah. Dreyfus plays a school teacher. It follows Classic. his his career. He's basically a a, a composer uh, uh, who uh, takes a teaching job teaching music at a school, but with the intention of that's paying the bills while he pursues this you know composing career. Okay. But the reality is is that the the job becomes his life um and all right i'm gonna watch that this afternoon i'm yeah, genuinely and, and there's a scene in it don't give it I, away too much i won't yeah, yeah there's a there's a scene in it where he sings to his son and i won't say you're tearing up as you're saying it i love this so much. cover of snoop dog <laughs> i love it said, exactly uh um <laughs> yeah so the, he, sing, he sings the ship ship song and um uh 
it's uh, anyway, <laughs> it's a scene that occasionally, if I just feel like letting it out, I'll just go and watch. Okay, okay, that. done. Yeah. I'm, I genuinely, I need. I'm, I'm in. I'm, I've been having to cry every day this <laughs> these last three uh, weeks. But when, but I think when I'll, he is I'll singing the one. song, I, I, part of me is like, does he need to wear the bandana? <laughs> 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 okay so that's a good takeaway um yeah. men, the, the mental health thing in general about yeah. not just twitter in, in general just being this new world you're in yeah well i just think it's i think it's so strange that our brains betray us and what i mean by that is that you can have 99 positive responses to mm. something a piece of content for instance and it is that it can be that one thing that one negative one which just gets under the armor and it's so and I, I get so annoyed at myself and I guess you know quote unquote my brain because it's just like why can't I go hey 99% of the people who reacted to this love that why do you why can't you be content well, it's because I, I my understanding is that it's that we're we've got an outdated operating system in our head mm -hmm. which is that we are off still got the caveman brain where it's it's more prone to focus on um, threats than it is on on safety. So, for example, it's safer to assume that there's a bear in the cave and go in and find out it's fine rather than going, well, it's just a cave. We'll be fine. And then fucking mall to death. So mm -hmm. we are still programmed to constantly look for threats and, yes, and focus right. on the, the negatives because we think we're still in the jungle and we need to we need to survive. So mm -hmm. so it is it's also the comedian in you. Like it, you know, like it, like when you're on stage, you can have the greatest gig, but the one person you're looking at is the person looking at their watch. <laughs> Arms yeah. folded, yeah. No, but exactly. I still think it is that thing of going. We're we're, we're prone to, and, and and so what I do for me in those moments is first recognize that hey, my brain is genuinely trying to protect me right now. It thinks mm. it's doing a good job. So rather than getting upset with it, I'm like, hey, thanks, man. Thanks so much for doing this. But not right now. We're actually good. So for me, it's the, the analogy that works for me is imagining a guard dog at the gate and I'm the, 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 the person standing on the balcony. Now I can see over the gate who's arrived, but the guard dog doesn't know that. So doesn't realize it's the mailman or whoever, someone harmless, and he's just losing his shit. And I'm rather than get angry at the dog, I'm like, hey, thank you for protecting me, but we're good now. I actually yeah. have a clearer sight here. You're good come back in you're fine you know and just giving that dog that permission to be himself because or herself because it is doing the job that you've because the dog's like but you told me to look after you why aren't you why are you getting angry at me for doing the very fucking thing that i'm programmed to do oh, shit. that's great that's great <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic so but in terms of but generally speaking i think i've gotten better at it because i just I, I think like doing something like on channel 10 hosting a primetime quiz show like you know, and, and for the show to not succeed, you know, I, I kind of got like the drinking in Bordeaux sort of thing. I did, I got all my criticism in that year. So I, I can sort of, I'm not having to, it, it's not, it doesn't hit as hard now. I've, I've kind of, yeah. you know, got, an, I guess, some sort of a natural immunity. And also, but as I say, if I see something that has the shape of negativity, I just immediately push it aside but the other thing i would say that and this is going to sound ridiculous the most cathartic thing for me other than exercise is karaoke i oh, find karaoke yes. talk more yeah i just find that that really allows me to get out whatever sort of pent-up anxieties or what have you yeah it's strange that's that's been one of the great um yeah joys of my life is just to um get together with a couple of friends 
and just and just sing it out for a couple of hours. And, and do you have do a, your friends what, go? One that... What not another Snoop song, please, <laughs> please. Do, do you have a, a song that's a crowd favorite? Yes, there's a. <laughs> I do, I do. Um, <laughs> Mine's any 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 rap. I always seem to like. People are surprised at how quickly I can like keep up with the words, not realizing that I actually how, memorized them all. How, I'm how quickly you can you can spit? Yeah. Um, is that the term? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> this is BG, like tablets all over again. <laughs> this is tablets all over again. Um, there's a BG song called Lonely Days, um, which oh. just kind of builds. There's a live there's a live version of it at good karaoke venues, which <laughs> I just know intimately. Fuck, and you've got some niche interests. Hey? I know, I know. <laughs> but everyone has that niche. Do you have a niche song but that is an Eminem? Um... I suppose I, I mean, like, no, no, I don't think I have a niche one because I'm always a crowd pleaser. I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I want as many people to like it as possible. Yeah. But, but, like, I, but I get from where Mark's coming because it's, it's, you let it out. Like mine is Elton John. Um, that's why they call it the blues. Oh, very <laughs> niche, Ben. Yeah, that, that indie artist, Elton John. <laughs> it was on his B-side. <laughs> but I, I love, I'm a musical, I'm a musical theatre fan. So uh -huh. like, you know, with as long as I'm with a small group of people who are accepting of that, you know, there'll be a couple of musical theatre numbers. I did a bit um, of Hamilton at the last karaoke. That was good. Yeah. Uh, one shot, you know, um, there's a um, hey, side note. Did you see Come From Away? Oh my God, I've seen Come From Away four <laughs> we times. We need to do a whole other... You know what? Let's actually probably hang out. I think we have a lot more to chat Please, about. Still, you and I, I want to I fucking love Come From Away. Oh my God. Anyone, I, I think it's... who was an expert on it and it was disturbing how much they knew about that play. <laughs> really? Yeah. That will oh. make you cry. So Ben, you've not seen it? I've not seen it. Oh, oh it will make God. you cry. Anyone, go watch it. Oh. It's so, I it's still the reckon it's, it's the plane, isn't it? Is it yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's a bunch of planes that get grounded up, to, up when 9-11 happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's North fucking North. incredible. And, and I can't believe it's still not got the success that I think it deserves. More people need to watch it. Absolutely, um, yeah. Let's. Uh, we have, right. have to wrap up. Um, All right, Mark. Thank you so much for doing this. What oh, uh, would you like pleasure. to uh, plug? Uh, where can people see you? Twitter, obviously. Well, I'm yes. So Mark Humphreys on Twitter. I'm now dabbling in TikTok. Oh yes. Um. So I think I'm the Mark Humphreys on uh, on <laughs> TikTok. Um. And uh, yeah. So that's that's interesting as well. Just experimenting with that mm. and tr trying to condense. I had huge success. I posted a video that went for six seconds, and that piece of audio. That people have used that audio, and they've now there are now over forty five thousand videos of people using yeah, my that. six. What was the voice. what was the, the 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 phrase? Because it was the news thing, was it? That's Everything right. Is it was fun. me saying, "That's it. Uh, good evening. Tonight's top story. Everything is awful." That's, <laughs> that's it. That's and it. then gone, gone viral. And if people want to see a YouTube clip that went viral, what's a, what's the one that's gone the most gangbusters? Well, I, I'm best known for a sketch called the Greta Thunberg Helpline, yeah. which uh, <laughs> seems to keep becoming relevant because people like Andrew and Tate keep going on about Greta Thunberg. What a takedown that was. Just yeah. to watch that unravel was <laughs> That was the perfect end to 2022, I reckon. We've got our live tours. Uh, yes. Then you've got any, any more questions at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Yes. Only doing it 12 shows, is it? Uh, 10 shows, that's it. 10 shows, so getting quick. My tour, Heartstop, is on sale at dilrookj.com uh, or Instagram at dilrookj. And also my new podcast, The Driver's Seat Podcast with the listener is a great uh, little, you know, I think it's six or eight episodes, but Ben Lomas features in the first episode. So go check it Amazing. out. If you like the Fitbit pod, you like that as well. But uh, mate, Mark, thank you so, 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 so much for doing this. Oh, I, really I love this. It, Mark. 
Nice Thanks, to meet you. Guys. Oh, you too. And I, I really hope you do enjoy Mr. Holland's opus. Uh, Mate, I'll text I... you straight after. I, uh, uh, I'll text you tears. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I'll text you tissues, but that sounded the wrong thing. Sure, sure. Whatever works. All right. <laughs> All right. See you, guys. Thanks, Bye. guys. Thanks, guys. Yeah.